Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Aptal Health, the official podcast of Shemaine's Model Health. For those looking to optimize their long-term health and weight goals and understand how their body really works. I hope you're all well today and enjoying the start of July so far. We are only one day into it, but I'm optimistic that this is going to be a good summer. So thank you for joining me for another episode. In this episode, we're looking at protein and the importance of protein. Um, What I've recognized over the last couple of months is that there's a trend in what I've been saying to my clients and the two main focuses the last few months have been are you getting enough protein and are you hydrated and usually the answer is no so I wanted to do an episode where we look at the importance of protein and then from there we're able to kind of hopefully motivate you to stay on top of your protein intake Um, A lot of the time I find with people if they understand the importance of something along with the whys and the hows that they're more inclined to then stick with it because they get how important it is or valuable certain things are. So protein is one of those things where I constantly am getting people saying, well, I didn't have enough protein today or I'm struggling to hit my protein um, or I'm struggling with protein ideas and I'm not one to recommend protein shakes. Um, Sometimes I will, but it's not very common. I do prefer whole food sources for nutrition. Um, I do like collagen. Like I do provide my clients with a lot of ideas, Um, but I don't always use protein shakes to bump up protein consumption, if that makes sense. So when we look at protein, the importance of protein is in abundance. There is studies left, right and center and constantly coming out on the importance of protein. I think a lot of people just think of protein as a building block, as more of something you would consume only if you wanted to build muscle. That's the kind of vibe I get is people think, well, I'm not trying to build muscle or increase strength or I'm not working out in the gym a lot. So I don't need to have that much protein or to shift my focus towards protein as much, but the contrary is true. Even if you're not trying to build muscle or improve strength or hitting up the gym regularly, protein should still be the most important. Um, I think you'd be hard up to find someone to say no protein actually isn't that important. There's an abundance of studies and books and everything, um, as I've said, but most people only eat protein to prevent deficiency or to kind of fill their plate because they know they should have like a meat, a carb and uh, some sort of veg or fat. But um, a lot of people don't realize that they would do better if they had a much higher protein intake and not just for the body composition or the physical appearance we see in the mirror but right down on a cellular level right down to your bones protein is a very important factor in health 
Numerous studies suggest that a high protein diet has major benefits for weight loss, of course, but also for metabolic health. And when we look at metabolic health, that is um, not just your cellular health, like how the cells function in themselves, but also your adrenal health and your thyroid health, which both have a direct connection to your metabolism. But when we look at metabolic health, it's pretty much all biochemical reactions that are happening in the body. So protein has benefits on many, many levels. When we look at weight loss or fat loss, as I like to specify a lot of the times that it's fat loss most people are after. Most people don't want to lose weight in the sense that they don't want to lose muscle tissue or bone mass or other important tissue matter. They more want the fat loss. So um, the three macronutrients, as we know, fat, carbs, and protein, they affect your body in different way. But studies show that when we're looking for fat loss, protein is key here. Studies show that protein is by far the most filling or satiating food. And I know there's been a lot since the ketogenic diet took off of people saying fat is actually very satiating and it's the more satiating macronutrient, which unfortunately is untrue many people find that they tend to eat more fat or have increased hunger feelings or feelings that they need to eat more so less satiety when they consume fat but this doesn't happen with protein there's only so much chicken or steak you're going to eat before you're like I've had enough of this or your jaw just hurts Um, So this is partly because protein reduces your level of your hunger hormone ghrelin, but it also boosts levels of peptide YY. So peptide YY along with leptin are both hormones that make you feel full. Also protein, depending on the type of protein, is harder to digest. So it slows down digestion, making you feel satiated for longer. Also, again, depending on the protein, source that you're consuming if that protein is very fibrous and it takes a lot to digest that protein you also are getting the added benefits that you're burning more energy or calories digesting that protein than you are actually going to absorb in the end Um, like take for instance a steak if the steak is very tough and fibrous that's going to take a lot of digestion so let's just say that steak is 200 calories in itself and you spend 100 calories digesting that thick rough steak at the end of digestion you're actually only absorbing 100 calories of energy from the steak so you still get all the nutrition you're just getting half the calories Um, whereas let's say you had 200 calories of a protein shake that's already pre-digested so you're getting the full 200 calories of energy from it so yes you still get the nutrition but you get the full amount of calories so I hope that's kind of set off some light bulbs for some people there so the these effects on your appetite and satiety can be very powerful and have a huge influence on fat loss in one study increasing protein intake from 15 percent to 30 percent which is still pretty low of calories 
made overweight women eat 441 fewer calories each day without intentionally restricting anything. And we know that calorie deficit or calorie restriction is important for fat loss. The hunger aspect of it and the nutrition aspect of it is where the struggle comes in. But this study alone showing that by increasing protein, they intuitively didn't eat as much. So if you do need to lose weight, then consider replacing some of your carbs and fats with protein. Um, For some people, it can be as simple as making your carb, your potato or your rice serving smaller and then adding in a little bit more, say, steak or fish or something. Like it can be that simple. Um, In my opinion as I've mentioned already, I do prefer protein to come from whole food sources. Um, And the harder it is to digest, the better in my opinion, it keeps your digestion working well, it causes you to burn more calories. Generally, if something's hard to digest, you have to chew it more, therefore stimulating that vagus nerve, the bile activity, the digestive enzymes, all that sort of stuff. So there's many benefits from getting your protein from whole foods, tough foods, hard to digest. Um, But I do understand sometimes you do need a quick protein boost and a protein shake or collagen or something like that can be very beneficial. So a high protein diet reduces hunger, helping you eat fewer calories, um, but also helps you burn more calories upon digestion too. When we look then at the increasing muscle mass and strength aspect of it, protein is the building block of your muscles. So protein contains, of course, amino acids and amino acids, especially a certain few of them are essential, which means the body cannot make them themselves and needs them to survive optimally. Um, Therefore, eating adequate amounts of protein helps you maintain your muscle that you already have, which is very important because as you lose muscle, you slow down your metabolism. But as you lose muscle, you then think your body becomes more fragile. Your balance starts to go off. There's less buoyancy happening. If you fall, you're more likely to break something than to just hurt yourself. So maintaining muscle is very important. And then protein, of course, promotes muscle growth, especially when you do strength or resistance training. But protein will also enhance muscle growth if you're say just walking or biking or hiking or you're on some sort of like healing program because you're building new tissues regardless if you think it or not and you need protein to build those tissues so for someone that never walked before and now they're walking 20 40 60 minutes a day you're building leg muscles there and in order to build those muscles you are going to need protein And this all has to be as well, while I'm here, taken into consideration when looking at the scales. Yes, the scales is important. It's an important tool. But if you've taken up, say, walking and you've been walking regularly and your nutrition or your diet has been awesome, like everything's on point, but maybe your loss on the scales is like a pound a week. And to you, that's slow. To me, that's awesome. But to you, that might be slow. We have to think, well, you've also started exercising 
exercising a lot more. Like chances are you are building tissue, you're building muscle, even though you mightn't think it. As the body heals, every day we're constantly making new cells and new tissue. So think about that um, before you get all upset about the scales because there's usually a valid kind of reasoning behind everything and why certain things happen. So, of course, there's numerous studies showing that eating plenty of protein can help increase muscle mass and strength. Um, Like I said, if you're physically active or lifting weights or specifically trying to gain muscle, you do need to make sure you're getting enough protein. Um, Not just for what I said with the fat loss and the muscles, but we're going to keep going on. Keeping protein intake high can also help prevent muscle loss during weight loss too. And I've spoke about this. Um, If we try to lose weight or fat too fast and we go about it the wrong way, chances are we're going to be eating into muscle and other tissues too, which is going to be detrimental or setting yourself up for failure because one, it messes with your hormones, but two, it also then will slow down your metabolism because you'll have less muscle. Um, The recommended daily intake for protein by the RDA guidelines is about 0.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight, which is extremely low. Most of the studies we see people benefit from one gram of protein per pound of body weight. Generally, for some people, that's going to be extremely high. And that's why you need to work with a health coach. She's a man who's bodybuilding and very muscular and lean, who's 200 pounds, can get away with eating 200 grams of protein a day. But a woman that's maybe overweight and she's 200 pounds and not of lean mass... 200 grams of protein is going to be a lot for her and if she's not using her macronutrients properly or expending calories properly then the body will convert that protein into fat basically if you're not using it it will get converted so although the guidelines are somewhat rational as to why they say a half a pound I do feel most people benefit closer on the higher end of the protein, especially when those carbs and fats are lower too. Um, So work with health professional, get advice on that. Um, Protein, as a lot of people don't know, and I did a post on this on my personal page today, protein is one of the key nutrients in your bones. About 50% of your bones is made up of protein, about 20% calcium, and then the rest is going to be a blend of other minerals and nutrients. But 50% of your bones... Most people generally just focus on calcium and they still will see a lot of bone degeneration. And when you look at their protein, their protein is pretty low. So protein for your bones, again, preventing falls in the future and um, osteoporosis and all those other bone issues, poor bone density, protein is going to be an essential component of that. There was an idea going around that mainly animal protein was bad for your bones. 
but this was based on the idea that protein increases acid load in the body leading to calcium leaching from your bones in order to neutralize acids but most studies have shown this to be false most studies do indicate that protein especially animal protein has major benefits for bone health and isn't essential for them the idea that too much protein would increase acid load in the body is very misleading to people because the body will always regulate its ph itself so the body is very good at regulating its ph and that's why we'll see changes in urine ph rather than blood ph because any changes in ph your body will regulate them and then pee out any excess acid in the urine um, so don't be afraid of protein and leaching or anything like that. So people who eat more protein tend to maintain bone mass better as they age and bone density is a huge issue for people and they may not realize it. Um, and as these people who eat a lot of protein age, they also see lower risk of osteoporosis and fractures. And this is especially important for women who are high risk of osteoporosis especially after menopause eating plenty of protein and staying active is a good way to help prevent that from happening when I was going through my training many moons ago we were told that you know once an elderly person falls and generally they break their hip it's not long after that before they pass and usually that fall and experiencing that much damage is due to poor bone density but also poor muscle mass so one they don't have the muscle to support the fall or to support their balance but then once they do fall the bones are so weak and brittle that they just break straight away so another reason to not only focus on getting your protein but also to practice some sort of um muscle building or strength building exercises when we put a lot of load on the body we build bone density too so strength training is great for enhancing bone density and not a lot of people know that we actually do build new bone mass when we put the bones under load so some sort of heavy weight some sort of pressure on the bones helps build stronger more denser bones um i'm gonna wrap up soon because i think people are starting to get the gist of this But when we look at bone density and cravings or the want or desire for snacking or as what I heard one doctor earlier call it an itchy mouth where you're not actually hungry, you're just your mouth fancy something. Um, So and these these food cravings or desires or itchy mouth they're not hunger that's just your body being a pain in the ass to be honest um so it's not about needing energy or nutrients but usually your brain wanting some sort of reward or dopamine hit or comfort or something like that um but there are studies to suggest that increasing protein may be a way to overcome um and 
and even prevents cravings and desires for specific foods to happen from happening in the first place. One study in overweight men showed that increasing protein to 25%, which is very low for a man, of calories reduced cravings by 60% and the desire to snack in the evenings by half. Another study in overweight adolescent girls found that eating a high protein breakfast reduced cravings and late night snacking. So this may be mediated um, by a better management or an improvement in hormones or neurotransmitters like dopamine um, or this may also be connected to kind of that slowing down of digestion and feeling satiated for longer and I mean there's there's a lot to consider here when someone is eating better nutritionally overall their feelings of self-control and discipline can be improved or if someone hit the gym and they're increasing protein then they have specific goals they're working towards but the studies are there it is interesting that protein can in itself help with cravings um so let's leave the last one here because this obviously is going to interest a lot of people, especially after the pandemic and with summer now just opening up. Protein boosts metabolism and increase fat burning. Um, this is because, like I mentioned before, your body uses a lot of calories to digest proteins and make use of the nutrients in those specific foods. And again, that is specific foods, like hard to digest foods, hard to break down foods, um, which is known as the thermic effect of food. And you generally will not get that so much if you're having protein shakes um, and as awesome as collagen and tea and coffee is it's one of my favorites for boosting my protein I know that I won't get that thermic effect from it so I will get all the protein and all the calories which is great in itself but I don't get the calorie um, expenditure because I don't have to digest it so um, not all foods are the same in this regard as I think you're starting to understand. So protein, when we look at the macronutrients in themselves and the thermic effect of macronutrients, um, protein does have a higher thermic effect than fat and carbs. It's the same idea. The difference is like um, 20 to 35% difference, which is quite a difference. So high protein intake has been shown to significantly boost metabolism. Again, if that's a steak, that's going to be pretty good. Um, jerky, stuff like that, and increase the number of calories you burn. So this can be, I mean, studies say this can amount to 80 to 100 more calories burned each day. If you ask me, I would think it could be a lot more. Like if you're having three big steaks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then hey, you may be burning an extra 100 calories at each meal trying to digest that steak. So this is how we're looking at it. Um, there was one study that 
kind of correlated with what I'm saying so it suggested that we do burn more than what the average say um, in one study a high protein group burned 260 more calories per day than a low protein group and that's that's quite a difference so that's equivalent to an hour of moderate intensity exercise a day for some people so that's a lot I mean there's other connections to protein protein is essential for good nail health for good hair health um, for brain performance for building new brain cells proteins great for lowering blood pressure and that can be connected not only through the weight loss but also through maybe lowering um inflammation as well from eating more protein and less of other macronutrients again there's lots to be considered like it could be many things um protein helps with the kidneys as well even though this is very controversial but I did some podcasts a while back on the kidneys so go check that out but protein is not in itself bad for the kidneys it's in a context it is so again listen to that episode proteins essential for cellular repair especially if you hurt yourself protein helps you stay fit it has anti-aging properties so there's so much importance with protein um but i suppose the summary with this or what i'd like you to take away even though a higher protein intake has health benefits for most people A high protein, like a really high protein intake is not necessary for everyone. You want a good protein intake. Um, Most people think they eat a good amount of protein, but they don't. So they should talk to a health professional or look at what they're eating. Most people will benefit from eating about 30% of their calories in a day of protein. Um depending on your build and your muscle mass and your size and your height and all that sort of stuff your activity you may need a little less or you may need a little bit more Um, but I hope this has been insightful for you and has kind of reinforced the importance of getting enough protein there are many many ways to get protein I've mentioned one easy way for me is to add collagen to my tea and coffee that's a quick way to boost protein protein um collagen also has loads of benefits as well but please do let me know if you have any questions please share with anyone you feel may benefit from this uh, if you do have questions you can reach out to me through my website chumainsmodelhealth.com or through facebook or instagram and also um the best compliment you can give me or any podcaster is to leave a review if you feel I slash we deserve it it not only makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside it also helps the podcast reach more people and the more people we can reach with this sort of information the better fighting chance people have at improving their health so enjoy the rest of the week Stay safe and I'll chat to you guys soon. Bye-bye.